Welcome to this episode of Lore Diver, the official POC Gamer podcast where I dive into the lore of some of the most popular game worlds in tabletop role-playing. Remember to like and follow this podcast and that you can support POC Gamer directly through Coffee and Patreon. This week, the continent of Grund from Pathfinder's Galarian. Now, disclaimer, as much as possible I will be sticking to 2nd edition lore for this, only dipping into the 1st edition to cover areas not yet fully expanded in the Lost Omens era of Pathfinder. Garun first appeared in the Pathfinder Chronicles era of Galarian, but has come into its own as a fully-fledged subsetting in the Lost Omens era of 2nd edition Pathfinder, where its debut came in 2019's Lost Omens World Guide. In 2021, the Mwangi Expanse book released alongside a introductory-level adventure, the called The Threshold of Knowledge, and a full-on adventure pass, Strength of Thousands. The latter was met with high scores in its reviews and was noted for its balanced approach to both combat and roleplay. In 2022, Gurund has been visited again in Guns and Gears, Book of the Dead, and in the upcoming Lost Omens and Possible Lands. Now, for a big game, mainstream traditional RPG company to spend so much time and effort on expertly developing a non-European coded area while avoiding, limiting, or mitigating so many of the pitfalls and stereotypes that usually go into these things is unprecedented. And I have to give full recognition to the writers involved. Paizo's been killing it with this, and it's time really to get to part of why that is. First, some perspective. One of my chief complaints about the Forgotten Realms for the years has been the uneven development of the setting. Areas like the Sword Coast, the North, and the Heartlands get lots of time and effort spent on them, while other regions, like the Chalton Peninsula, the Shining South, and others languish. Paizo was doing the opposite of that with Alarian. With the Lost Omens era, they're making an effort to create a whole world that players will find not only interesting, but full of places to be from and not just go to. And it's working. So let's do an overview of Grun's locations. Grun is a large continent located south of Avistan and west of Kazmaran. To its west are the ruins of the ancient Aslan and the continent of Arcadia in the far west. The details currently available for the continent of Grund only describe the northern half of it in any level of depth. The southern half is still a place of rumors, unconfirmed traveler's tales, and snippets of information that leave you hanging. The northern half of the continent itself is comprised of parts of or all of five regions, these being the Golden Road, the Mwangi Expanse, the High Seas, the Impossible Lands, and Old Chelyaks. The place is an African multicultural operation, and I will go into that in later episodes because there is a lot of information. Astoundingly, this region is home to not one, not two, not three, but multiple ancient empires. It was on the edges of the ancient Aslanti Empire and is the home of its descendant, the Jitska Imperium, who notably created the Automatons. There's Osirian, which tracks their history to the same era as the Jitska Imperium, and is the oldest human civilization still operating on the inner sea. Then there's the Shori Empire, a high magic operation that lived in flying cities, some of which are still around. And moving into the undescribed and hinted at south of Grund brings the Druun Empire, an Aruxi, or lizard folk empire, that uses domesticated dinosaurs. Then there was a serpent folk empire that's still causing trouble, a cyclops civilization, and more. The place has a lot of deep history, and and it actually affects things in the modern era. Then there's the people. The population of the continent is phenomenally vibrant, and while it offers local variants of the classic ancestry, such as dwarves and elves, they're sufficiently unique that you can't just look at them and call them a palette swap. Then there's the new stuff. Lizard folk have a name for themselves, the Aruxi. Gnolls, they call themselves the Kolo. My favorite frog fruit, the Gripply, they're there too. And they all come complete with their own cultures, whether described in art or in the actual text of the book. From outside of the Mwangi Expanse book, you have 
the automatons, you have skeletons, you have the Anadi, which are in the book, and more. And to be honest, combined with the place's deep history, it makes for an incredibly inspirational location to both run adventures in and to be from. Now, my ideas on this setting, there's, there's a lot of them. So... Gorund is a complete setting unto itself, connected through trade, travel, diplomacy, and colonization to the inner sea setting and to the nearby continent of Kazmaron and its civilizations. And I do mean a complete setting. You can literally base an entire Pathfinder campaign there and never run out of things to do, places to go, or adventure themes to develop. It is that well put together, even with just the limited amount of books that have been released so far for it. Character-wise, Galarian has always been an incredibly strong and fertile ground for character creation. There's always been lots of ancestry to choose from, and Gorund carries on that tradition in the finest of ways. Every book that comes out for this continent is expanding on it and its options in a way that make it all very approachable, and without making it feel bloated or overdone, it also easily supports things like characters traveling from other continents thanks to both its trade connections and deep history. So if you have a group of characters who want to let it all out, this is the place to absolutely do it, as some of the most unique ancestries available in the game are on Garund, as at least as far as printing now. Personally, I think that the setting lends itself extremely well to exploration and quests related to ancient history. However, that's just me. The place is not static. There are active conflicts, active intrigues, and active struggles happening all over the continent in all of the uh, regions that are a part of it. For example, in first edition, there was an adventure path called Pyramid of the Sky Pharaoh. It is referenced directly in the new material for Garund in that, yes, the Sky Pharaoh was absolutely defeated. However, this left Osirian littered with formerly flying pyramids that fell out of the sky that are now packed full of monsters and ancient magic. On the west coast, you have all kinds of pirate and assassin and magic disaster things going on. On the east coast, you have Geben Nex, two incredibly powerful magical kingdoms that are still at it, although it's more of a cold war now. And then there's the mana wastes between them, which have become home to Galarian's technological hub. And that doesn't even touch the whole demon issue deep in the central jungles of the Expanse. The place is very dynamic is what I'm saying, and it's not hard to find good ideas to move on as a game master or as a player. Personally, my approach to this setting really will depend on my players. If they're comfortable diving into the non-European coded nature of the place, right on. We'll go right at it. If there's a learning curve, the setting supports it. I'd start by going to places where there's a little better grounding for them, for example. Um, I may start out on the Pirate Enclaves, on the Golden Road, or the Mwangi Expanse regions. Why, you may ask? Simple. They're good crossroads locations where characters can get their proverbial feet wet and learn about the larger area while still having some cultural aspects, you know, pirates and some European influences, that keep them comfortable as they get used to a new setting. Of course, if they're heavy into magic and technology, we'll head over to the Impossible Lands. And... On an extremely outside chance, Assyrian is in my back pocket on that odd chance that I have players that are deep into Egyptian history and Egyptian antiquity and want to go with a fantasy variant of it. Which brings me to the big idea about Gurund. Grund works because it breaks stereotypes and embraces the fantasy reality of the game, and you have to lean into that to make it work. If you try to play it as a more conventional Tolkien or Gygax-style fantasy setting, it's going to lose its luster and the setting isn't going to work because it's not designed to work that way. Grund, and by extension all the places in it and around it, work when you embrace them, and if you can do that, the payoff in terms of immersion, interest, and player engagement is going to be amazing. 
Where can you read more about this? Well, right now, the best place to read about it is the new Lost Omens era books. This includes Lost Omens World Guide, Lost Omens Mwangi Expanse, The Book of the Dead, which just released, Guns and Gears, again, recent release, and the upcoming Impossible Kingdoms book. This covers almost all of Northern Gurund, except for the Golden Road region, which is fantastic. Naturally, they're available in physical and electronic formats. If you prefer electronic, they are available through Paizo's shop. Very cool. You can set up an account there. I did. Got a bunch of great books. Can't recommend it enough. Now, thank you very much for listening if you still are. I hope you enjoyed this week's content. Don't forget to check out POC Gamer's website. Follow POC Gamer on social media. And a huge thank you to my Patreon and coffee supporters for making this all possible. Next episode, we'll see us diving specifically into the Mwangi Expanse, talking about the unique peoples, locations, and things to do in that area.